everybody, welcome to RPG Cast episode 333 333 the week of January 24th, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Also here with me, my wonderful wife, and currently eating bacon and stuff, Anna Marie Privetier. Bacon! Also here, my cat Sophie, sitting on our router. My other cat, Simon, sitting on the floor, Simon. whining for attention. Ugh. And our favorite English person, Alice Wilkinson. Yeah, thanks for introducing me off your cats, Chris. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just trying to get those English rules of etiquette and stuff right. You know, I don't know. You have, uh... Hey, we've got bacon! <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> oh, dear. Anna Marie and I were out last week. Um, we went out to my old college for a magical dinner. So we spent the weekend um, out This is something there. that I had never heard of. Yeah, it's basically, think medieval times, but put on by a college or a high school as a fundraiser, where you have a night where they feed you and they do some entertainment. No jousts. Uh, this is more I was disappointed. Singing and um, comedy. <laughs> you wanted a joust? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in that room? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, outside of that, I've been playing games. I've finished off a, an old game. A very old game that I've complained that I was not even going to try and finish off on this podcast before within the last year. That's right. New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. I finally beat World 8. Congratulations, Chris. It's mostly consisted of me getting past World 8-1, which was what was really my stopgap. Anyway. Ready, Hot, huh? uh, For me. For me. I, I understand that that's not the case for everybody. Um. That's a good game. So I said, all right, um, I'll go play New Super Mario Brothers 2 because I like to torture myself. So I've now uh, rolled credits on New Super Mario Brothers 2 in the past two days. So that one went considerably faster than the eight years it's taken me to beat New Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, I need to now go polish off like the star level and the two secret worlds in New Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, cause that game's a lot easier and funner to play. And I remember a lot of people complaining when new Super Mario Brothers 2 came out that it wasn't very good, but it seems great. I don't know what they're complaining about. What am I missing? Mm. Is it just too short? People think it's too easy cause you get a bunch of one ups as though that matters in any way. I mean, I don't really get it. Mm. Okay. Mm. It was seemed fun and I like getting lots of coins. And I didn't have to game over at all, so that was nice. Whereas my new Super Mario Brothers 1 experience was lots and lots of game overs. So, yeah. Also, Raccoon Tail. Yay! Is that the game that brought the Raccoon Tail back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. So that's the one that we get the uh, pictures of Mario squatting like he's taking a poop with the tail. <laughs> Looks so that promotional material was so weird for that game. I'm telling you, you go back and find pictures of New Super Mario Brothers two posters with Mario in the raccoon tail. It looks like he's pinching one off. <laughs> and with that, Anna Marie, what have you been playing? <laughs> well, I've been playing something that people might consider poo. 
I got into Farmville too. What? <laughs> no. God damn it, Anna. Because there's an iPad version. Oh, and we're, we're supposed to just sort of roll over and say, yeah, okay. No, no. Because the iPad version actually links up to the web version. So I've been playing both of them. You've been playing at the same time? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just <laughs> wrong, Anna. That's so wrong. It'll entertain me for another week, and then I'll forget about it. I hope so. You can go back to uh, we'll Idol. We'll call it hashtag Farmgate. Farmgate. No, I'm not putting gate. First of all, it'd be hashtag farm fence. All right. <laughs> also, <Chris>. no. <laughs> Is that all you've been playing? Oh, no, 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 oh, no. Oh, thank no. goodness. I've also been playing <sighs> Skylanders Lost Island. Mm-hmm. Which is um, a Skylanders iPad game. Actually, it plays a lot like Farmville. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah, it's like it's every game plays like Farmville yeah. that's free to play or something like that. Uh, as though Farmville kind of started the trend that everyone was imitating. Yeah. Um, it's good. You get to use your Skylanders and send them away on missions and build buildings for mobs. I don't know. It's mean that I play when I have five minutes. When I have more than five minutes, I play Final Fantasy Tactics on the iPad. Oh. And I've been playing that a lot in the last two weeks. I'm up to like 32 hours or something like that. Not including irritating. I got stuck and I tried it three times and then I went back to an older save file. So you got stuck on V-Graph. Yeah, not even the V-Graph that people normally get stuck on. I got stuck on the first time. <laughs> okay, I'll show up. Power Lord suggests that we change our website name to Farm P Gamer. Farm P Gamer. Yes. Far Do you have like your own private pa- uh, chat room with him? No. Because you're not in the main chat room, but you're getting yes, feedback. No, you're not. I'm in hashtag RP Gamer. Nope. Yeah. Oh, you're net split. Yes. Ah. Okay. Oh, with Power Lord and Funamon. Great. Yes. I will relay messages from Tig's Panther to you, and you can relay messages from everyone else back to me. It'll be perfect. We're branching the net split. Oh, is that it? Are you done? No. Um, I was trying to... Uh, Stop Funit- talking to Power Lord. Funitmon is telling us about all the different gates in our half of the chat room. Oh, Tig's Panther is telling us that farm gate would at least be location appropriate, and farms do have gates. All the better to keep the livestock in. Yeah, see? Um, yeah, so Final Fantasy Tactics. So I'm in Chapter 4, I think. Yeah, Chapter 4 sounds right. Um, my characters are between 49 and 53. And... I remember why I don't like this. I remember why I don't like this chapter. Because I find there's a bunch of advanced jobs, like samurai, that are completely poo, but that you need to struggle through for at least a few levels to unlock the other jobs that don't suck. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I'm going to give up on having a well balanced party, and I'm just going to have five dragoons. You're just going to go with Dragoons? Is that or, a new job? No. Oh. 
The new jobs are forget Dark um, Knight, Onion Knight, Dark Knight, and something else I never remember. Pirate. Because you're gonna have Bosch now. What? Bosch. Really? Hey. You can have Captain Bosch. Yeah. Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmasca. Uh huh. Don't believe Omdor's lives. Uh huh. I'm Captain Bosch. I'm Bosch are, von are we, Ronsenberg. Are we really doing this again? Mm-hmm. Of Dalmasca. Hey, Chris. I'm Captain Bosch. We have Alice on our side of the net split. Oh, isn't that fun? Our side of the net split is cooler. <laughs> yes, it is. Yay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Espa's. Um, Taking a Espa, giant dump at the moment? Yeah. What? Like, oh. It, it Espa, just it put in, on the Mario uh, raccoon tail? It just recognized the net split occurred. Oh, good for it. <laughs> So, yeah, I like Final Fantasy Tactics, and I played a ton of it when it was the bad PlayStation, I had a good feeling translation, like at least 750 hours, probably closer to a thousand. Yeah. And I got the PSP version, and I basically finished the preamble because just gosh, the... You didn't like the load times? Oh, they were terrible. They were. And so the iPad version fixes the load time problems and just makes everything faster in general. So what you could do with the PSP version is hack your PSP, um, put the game completely onto the memory stick, and overclock the processor. (laughs) And then it would be kind of better. And somehow, until about 30 hours into the game, I completely forgot about tavern missions. Uh, how did you do that, by the way? I don't know, but I've done one. Good for you. And now I'm at the point where it's like, I don't know if I want to keep doing tavern missions, because you need anonymous characters to do them. But my main party is all anonymous characters. I haven't leveled up any of the named characters. Well, this gives you an excuse to level up the named characters. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I may end up doing that one day this week. Hmm. So I'm on my way to Limberry to rescue Alma. And people have funny names because they actually correctly translated them instead of badly translated them. Hmm. And that's pretty much all I've been playing this week is those three games. We forgive you. I want to have you save your Disgaea game so that I can have access to the Vita. I did save my Disgaea game. Oh, okay. I've been saving it for the past week. Oh, okay. But whenever I look, it's still playing and you're in the middle of the battle. and I don't. Yeah, I don't exit the game, but I save it. Okay. I didn't know that. So I'm going to take the Vita and play some games next week. Hmm. Now you're not so sure about that. No, I'm not so sure about that, no. <laughs> Too bad. All right. Alice, what have you been playing? Oh, I, I, I thought I'd muted myself again. Um, but I've been continuing my wormholing adventures in EVE Online. So, oh. did you put out a hit? Uh, actually, yeah, we did. We found um, a group of uh, people living uh, inside a wormhole. And... Uh, we managed to bait a few of them into a trap and killed them. 
Good job. Yeah. And we got one of their miners, too. Ooh. Hey, leave the miners alone. They're just kids. <laughs> no, with an E, Chris, not with an O. Oh, okay. As in mining vessel. My my mining vessel, coincidentally, is called Capitalism Ho. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the um, they were living outside of a, um, a station in uh, a player-operated station, which is uh, one of those stick structures with a force field around it. Um, and they did actually have a fair number of um, protection vessels for their mining operation. Um, it seemed to be that whenever uh, one of their miners reported, um, like seeing some someone suspicious in one of their mining belts or something, um, that they then sort of dropped. I think it was about six cruisers or so on top of it. Um, uh, so what we did was um, we had someone in an exploration cruiser uh, uncloak and allowed them to get scanned down by combat probes um, as to try and bait them into combat. And I think we actually managed to do it near the exit wormhole eventually and killed off a couple of them there. Uh, the rest of them ran off and didn't didn't want to engage again. No. So. Imagine that. And then one of the miners uh, went back into one of the belts, so we blew him up for good measure. <laughs> good job, miner. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. Go out mining when, you know, there are targets, like, actively looking for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a great plan. It's, um... You know, it's like flying flying through high sec with, you know, like, four wars on. You know, you, it's not something you really do these days. As I know. I lost one of my drakes this week. <laughs> because there was a war going on? Yeah, well, the thing about being a sort of relatively, like, sort of publicized torpedo delivery company is you tend to get war declared by mercenaries. Really? I yeah. Imagine that. So I was, uh, I was doing some, uh, some downtime from my usual activities, um, which involved delivering torpedoes to NPCs, mm-hmm. and uh, my Drake got blown up by a gate camp. <laughs> so, thus is Eve. You shouldn't have been messing with NPCs to begin with. Yeah, well, I, it was a terrible fit, Drake, anyway, and I didn't really lose a lot of isk losing it. So I just had it for a long time. That's the only, only, the only, uh, only kind of value that I would have attached to that particular ship would be sentimental. I think I actually got all of the, uh, the money that I'd spent on it back in insurance. <laughs> nice. Because it was such a uh, cheap fit and one that I'd had for such a long time. <laughs> so I bought it when the market was completely different. And I think that's the first ship I've actually lost in about four years or so. Wow. Uh, although, bear in mind, I have spent a lot of time unsubscribed. But four years ago, I, su- I suicide ganked a Hulk in high sec with some corporation friends at the time. Hulk again? You the Hulk? Yeah, that's yep. what you do. Well, the Hulk's a mining vessel, and then there's a yearly event called Hulkageddon, where uh, suicide ganks of mining vessels are sponsored. Yeah. So what is it? You report the ganks and you get money or something? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's so great. Um, I think there is a... Well, I think I I seem to remember um, a little while ago, there was an idea of making the event permanent in that if anyone... uh, basically provided the a API verified kill mail of a 
uh, mining vessel in high sec, um, then they would get us more reward for it. Mostly to cover the ship costs for ganking the thing in the first place. Because one of the changes that was made was uh, a little while ago was suicide ganking, so basically losing your ship to Concord invalidates your insurance contract. Hmm. So, uh, the other thing I managed to pick up this week was I did get my own exploration cruiser, um, which I'm looking forward to losing because it's extremely expensive. <laughs> so, what's an exploration cruiser do for you? Um, so, uh, one of the uh, sort of set of ships that they added since I was last subscribed, like actively, which was sort of around 2010, 2011, maybe a little bit of time in 2012, um, the Sisters of Eve, which are a sort of philanth- philanthropic group of um, sort of religious people. Um, NPCs. Have, yeah, uh, have created... Um, uh, a series of three ships that are mostly designed for um, exploration in that the frigate and the cruiser class vessels are uh, they can be equipped with cloaking devices um, the frigate one also has a bonus to um, scanner probe strength and uh, relic and data analyzer strength as well which allows them to do uh, data sites in wormholes and in other areas of space for nice loot um and uh yeah um so yeah they're very um they we um while we are ostensibly a torpedo delivery company um both the frigate and the cruiser are also have drone capacity and we use them for party drone delivery that's what we call it cool party drones party drones so they're also pretty cool looking i'll link a picture in chat Do you object to that name? Uh, just a little. Just a little. Maybe there's huh? a party in your pants. No, I'm just amused by your term, party drones, that's all. Party drones? Yeah. I am not planning on taking my Stratios, which is the name of the exploration cruiser, into a uh, on, on an actual delivery operation just yet. Because I actually can't use Tech 2 drones at the moment, so my DPS would be a bit crap. Tech 2 drones take forever. Well, uh, they are actually on my, uh, they're on my skill plan after, uh, what am I doing first? Uh, They're on my plan in a couple of days. Okay. Like drone operation next to Omar Destroyer 5. Well, because one of the other things they did was the uh, the skill queue in Eve could originally be uh, only be activated to queue up about twenty four hours worth yeah. of skills. Did they change uh, that? They changed that in Rhea, I think it was oh. the patch before Rhea. Uh, you can new. now queue up something like a year's worth. No. Of skill. Yeah, That's my crazy. my skill queue at the moment expires in uh, the fifth of April. But you have to be actively subscribed, right? But you have to be actively subscribed for it to tick. Basically. That's fantastic. So it is possible to just literally line up a bunch of skills, and then as long as you stay subscribed for three months, they'll all finish. So yeah, it was like that when I was playing. No, it was not. I'm pretty sure. The was. skill queue could only be set up to uh, 24 hours. Like if um, once you added a skill that that went over the 24 hour limit, you couldn't then add one after it until oh. it had less than 24 hours okay. left. Basically, the original queue was to make sure that um, your queue switched over to a new skill 
if you weren't around to actually switch it yourself kind of thing. Gotcha. And it had to be done 24 hours before the, the skill finished training, just so you had another one in the thing. Or you could use the queue to basically punt, uh, bunch up a, like 12 short duration ones and then one long one on the end to round it out. I think but now you can add, doing. you can add, I think it's, I think it's something like a year's worth or something of, of skills to it. And it just goes on a big list. So I've got a bunch of stuff on there. Um, uh, one of the things, one of the problems I often had with um, when I was previously subscribed to EVE was I actually kind of didn't know what I wanted to fly. So I kind of threw my skills around kind of quite scattershot, you know, just um, to sort of fly reasonably well ships that I thought looked cool and, you know, I wanted to use for either missions or whatever the hell corporation I was doing at the time. After having joined uh, Wingspan, um, since we have a big focus on stealth bombers, um, the exploration ship, um, so the exploration uh, frigate, the exploration cruiser, uh, and as well as more uh, complex ships like recon cruisers moving into Black Ops battleships means that it's kind of like, you know, here's what is useful to us on operations. Why don't you train towards those sort of thing? So it's it's nice to have a, a bit of focus rather than just sort of that meandering. That ship you linked looked like something out of Space Odyssey 2001. I know. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice and shiny white. Uh, all three of the um, the Sisters of Eve ships, so the Astero frigate, the Stratos cruiser, and the Nestor battleship all have um, like these big ring formations on them. It's a sort of calling card of their vessels. But uh, yeah, no, that's what I've been doing. Um, cool. I've been on I've been on night um, uh, night shift from work for the last week, so I've not been able to do a lot more. You haven't um, been doing much fourteen, huh? Well, I did the some initial. Um, uh, I did the storyline, the five, the patch two point five storyline. Yeah. Uh, and I've also started the Hildebrandt storyline, but I haven't finished it. So, yeah. Okay. You're excused. You've been <sighs> ganking. Well, yeah, there is that. I also, um, I kind of want the um, uh, part two of the patch to come out so um, we can go to the gold saucer. You just want to do chocobo breeding. Oh, we can already do, I think we can already do oh, chocobo right. breeding, chocobo racing. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. I'm just linking a couple of pictures in the uh, chat. Are you, you now? In which chat? IRC. Yeah? IRC. I only see the one. Did we split again? Oh, quite possibly. Maybe. All right. Well, I guess that means we should start talking about the news then. Beep, 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 uh, do we beep, have feedback? Beep. Oh, we have, we have feedback. a ton of feedback. And we have two segments. We have two? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we should keep the Zoltan one for next week. We don't. The Zoltan one isn't new, Anna. It was new in the email. Wait. Which one? The one that I said was there this morning. Oh, he did put in a new one. Okay. Well, let's play it next week, because we have a segment from Undead Gamer this week. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did you see this joyride thing, Anna? Yeah. That's laughable. I told you. Uh, you only need 50,000 downloads per episode. That's like a ton of downloads. And they're like, we're only going to give you a grand for that. I'm like, shut up. All right, hold on. I'm going to go get my phone. Wait, I thought you had these queued up. Uh, no, I didn't have them. Okay, well, while Chris is off getting our segments, I guess I'll go through feedback. So he, Chris actually got a message on Steam from Oak City US. That was and, uh, it. Was actually me. He. Oh, sent it was it you. To. My bad. Yeah. So Oak City says Phil was talking about enjoying flying in WoW. Uh, what does he or the other cast members think about the upcoming Evans Heaven's Sword expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen? So um, I, that's re- very relevant for you, Alice, and since the next question is also pointed at you. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I I know we had a big, long discussion about flying versus round mounts and final, in World of Warcraft, and, you know, how I was relatively positive about the ground mount change in uh, Warlords of Draenor. Mm-hmm. I am still very much looking forward to um, Heavensward because I want my personal airship, I want my Black Chocobo, it I don't know. It, we're kind of in the same situation as to where um, World of Warcraft first introduced flying back when Burning Crusade came out. Everyone was like, holy shit, it's flying. You know, we've got to have that stuff. <laughs> okay. And the next question is, given her love for space sims, does Alice plan on getting an Oculus Rift to play Eve Valkyrie in Elite Dangerous? Uh, I am thinking of getting an Oculus Rift when it hits commercial release. Um, I have, I did consider buying the developer uh, prototypes back when they came out, uh, but I didn't really want to drop like the three hundred dollars requires. Um, so, I mean, but both me, both myself and David are interested in the Oculus Rift, so it's something that if we if uh, purchased would actually go towards both of us. Sweet. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd use it for Elite Dangerous. I'd probably use it for um, Star Citizen. I, If I played Eve Valkyrie, I don't know. They might announce more about that at the next fan festival. Um, you know, I'm interested in that as well. Um, so yeah, uh, don't see why not. Cool. Also, he'll be glad to know that I don't have the washing machine running in the background this time. <laughs> Even though I have my future mother-in-law coming around tomorrow evening. Yes, lol at Chris's comment about Alice's new washer opening up a wormhole. What it's doing? (laughs) Hey, um, so would you like to play the voicemail or the segment first? Voicemails first. Okay, so we got Matt from Texas. Here we go. Hey, it's uh, Matt from Texas. Uh, well, I'm not in a very good mood because my Dallas Cowboys lost, but mm. I'll tell you what, at least I had this podcast to listen to and it helped me out. Yay. And it's cool now that we can call Chris L. Presidente, I guess, uh, and as the first lady. <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, that's, I, I think that's great for y'all, and you know, I've really been enjoying the podcast lately. Um, and I'm going to say one thing about Tales of Zodiac 2. When I first started this game, I, I was sort of kind of disliking it, just like a lot. Of, just so you know, he said Tales of Exilia 2. A lot of people, but towards the end, 
when, you know, the battle system is very complex and you have so many elite monsters to beat, the Coliseum, the Extra Dungeon, I just love it. All right, well, here's to a whole new year. Hopefully in 2015, I'll just be able to keep listening to y'all every, you know, every week. It's, it's awesome. All right, bye. All Thank right, you, bye. Matt. Thanks, Matt. All right, and then we've got a segment. I like that. I Actually, there be was the first two segments, but one of them disappeared out of the inbox. Um, yeah, there was a second Undead Gamer segment. You yeah. mean there was an Undead Gamer segment, and I don't know where it went. You pulled it down somewhere. No, you moved it into the archive. No, I didn't. Well, I moved it into the archive. Yes, you did. It's I gotta get out of the archive. Uh-huh. All right, first off, Rob, the Undead Gamer, with his segment for us about uh, RPGs he wants in 2015. Assuming it loads. Go Hey, what is up, guys? Rob the Undead Gamer here, and with 2015 cometh a new year of gaming! And what a year it should be. Hopefully we'll finally see this console generation really kick off. Especially seeing as last year's E3 and every other gaming conference ever were awash with games coming 2015. Everything coming 2015. Maybe you should have released the consoles then if that was the case you bunch of- But all that aside, I must admit I'm particularly looking forward to games like Uncharted 4, a series I loved last generation. The Order 1886, which aside from looking beautiful, looks like a really interesting game that I can't wait to get my hands on. The long-awaited Star Wars Battlefront, yes, the nostalgia is real. And of course, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask for 3DS, because classic Zelda, am I right? But more than that, it's of course the RPGs of this year that are most exciting me. Which games are going to take this genre that I love to new heights? What are going to be the defining games of this genre I hold so close and dear to my heart? What role-playing games will fly me to the moon and back on a magical carpet of fun and adventure? What rupagers will I adore from thenceforth? Well, I'll tell you, there's no particular RPGs I'm looking forward to this year, so instead I'll tell you what I'd like to see. Now, please bear in mind, most of these things will probably never happen, but an RP gamer can dream. So, you know what would be good to see this year? The release of Final Fantasy XV, at long last. (laughs) Man, this game has been stuck in development hell. Will they, won't they release it? I hope so, and I hope it's this year. But more than anything, I hope that this game is good. I think for many fans of the series, this may be the be-all and end-all of this series, because I for one am jumping ship if the story, characters and gameplay is awful. This is your last chance, Final Fantasy. Make it good. Bethesda are one of my favourite developers, if not my favourite full stop. When I really got into gaming, it was the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion that blew my tiny mind, and since then, Skyrim and Fallout 3 have satisfied my love for the genre and the developer to no end. Now, I'd definitely be asking and hoping for too much to say that I want Fallout 4, or even Elder Scrolls VI to be released this year. But seriously, please, I beg of you, Bethesda, do me this one thing, this one thing! But... 
I hope that this year we can get an official announcement for Fallout 4. Last year we had an abundance of rumours and speculation, as well as an announcement that it's in the works. But this year I want the real deal. And maybe a trailer? Come on Bethesda. And with Bethesda in mind, it's safe to say that I'm a pretty big Tolkien nerd. Like, I love The Lord of the Rings and anything Middle-earth to no end, and we've had some pretty good IPs that join the list of Tolkien-inspired video games, all of which were RPGs, from War in the North to Shadows of Mordor, both of which were received pretty well, especially Mordor. For years I've wanted an open world RPG set in Middle-earth, ever so reminiscent of Skyrim. Hell, let Bethesda make it. With an amazing storyline and tons of quests that let me explore this beloved fantasy world. Now, obviously there's nothing in the pipeline, but the prospect could be very possible for two reasons. One, Shadows of Mordor was an open world game and did amazingly. And two, the people behind Merp, the Skyrim mod that was going to bring Middle Earth to the game, got shut down by Warner Bros due to some sort of copyright infringement. Which leads me to believe that they may be working on the pretty much the same thing and oh my god isn't I that exciting! I don't think so. Sorry, I need to calm down. Level 5 have been a developer I've only very recently had the pleasure of discovering. After playing the amazing Nino Cooney last year, and this year picking up the wonderful and charming fantasy life, it's safe to say that I want more RPG goodness from this fantastic developer. The way they manage to craft games with such charm and beautiful aesthetic is great to see, especially when most games take themselves so seriously and are coloured with greys and browns. Level 5, I demand more. MORE! And finally, this year it'd be great to see more classic turn-based RPGs. Be them on the 3DS in classic Final Fantasy style or on the PC reminiscent of the RPG classic Baldur's Gate. Whether it be made by an indie dev, a AAA developer or even Kickstarter, as long as it's good and delivers, I want more. So maybe I'm just dreaming or far too optimistic, but that was what I want to see come out of 2015 in gaming. For me and the rest of you role-playing nerds. But tell me, what are you looking forward to, or hoping for, this year in 2015? RPG or not, it'd be great to hear. But as always guys, I'm Rob the Undead Gamer, and let's have a great year in gaming. I'll catch you next time. Bye bye That definitely has to be our question for the podcast. What game would you like in 2015, even if it's the most ridiculous and you don't expect it to happen? Lord of the Rings Skyrim isn't happening. It got, <laughs> shut, got shut down for copyright violations of Skyrim more than anything else, I think. <sighs> Unless WB shut it down, in which case got shut down for Lord of the Rings violations. Because they own the license. Hard to tell. I mean, it could have been either side. But at the same time, even if they're not planning on doing something with it, they still have to protect their rights. Because if they don't, they lose them. I mean, and I mean, the problem is, is you kind of have to do it even when something is of no threat to you. Like, there was a stupid fan game called Garvis Boon that was using not only um, Natsume art, but it was also using stuff from Pokemon. And I bet you that if, you know, Natsume hadn't shut it down, then Nintendo would have. Good job, Harvest Boon. Garvest Boon. Garvest Boon. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Garvest Boon. <laughs> okay.
Um, <laughs> oh, this is what I have to do. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it's a case of that's a demonstration of that's something that's coming, even though that would be totally cool. I think it's more a demonstration of that's how copyrights work. Yeah. Sorry. Can always wish. All right. Next up is the legendary Zoltan with his Dragon Quage, Dragon Quage, Dragon Age Inquisition review. Woohoo! Legendary review. Get ready. For what? For a fantastical adventure. Okay. Unlike any you've ever experienced. Ooh, this should be promising. An adventure full of magic. I love magic tricks. Full of wonder. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> and full of goddamned aliens. What? Aliens? I am the legendary Zoltan. Zoltan! And welcome to a legendary game review. All right, Zoltan. Except for the part about the aliens, I am totally on board for this review. So what game is it? Well, it's a game about dragons, Skyrim, and getting older. The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, and about asking lots of questions. The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim? <laughs> it's Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, I heard about that one. That's the game where you burn witches and then complain that there aren't enough doctors in the town. Dragon Age Inquisition was developed by BioWare, published by the worst company in America. Oh, snap snappity. And released in late November of 2014, <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition is the third game in the Dragon Age series. First, there was Dragon Age Origins, and everybody loved it. Indeed, everybody loved it, like ice cream! The ice cream truck is coming! Stop that. Okay. Then there was Dragon Age 2, and everybody hated it, like Brooklyn! The broccoli truck is coming! Stop that. Sorry, sorry. And now there's Inquisition. And nobody seems to think it's as bad as Dragon Age 2, but nobody seems to think it's better than Origins either. So I guess you could say that everybody's squalling it. Whatever. So let's watch the intro together now. Oh, yeah. First, we get a title screen that doesn't contain a title. I'm sure they'll patch it. I'll just pretend like I've already read the Eula. Eula? More like Eula. Now look at this. I'm using an Avermedia Game Capture HD to record this. Cha-ching! And it says that recording has been paused because this is a blocked scene. But I guess it didn't work on my recording device. Oh my god, oh my god. Are we breaking the law by showing this? Maybe, but it's just a screen asking you to create an Origin account. What, pray tell, is Origin? That is a very long explanation, but the short version is to say that it's crap. Gotcha. Now, we now. don't need no crap. So let's get back out of here and check out the options. Dude, you can set the language to Portuguese? Yep. Or as we say in Hawaii, Portuguese. Hey, Zoltan. How do you know when a Potagi has been using your computer? I don't know. How? There's white out all over the screen. Oh, 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 oh my god. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, Slam the Potagi. Oh, oh, oh my god. Damn. Oh, no. That's, oh, that's horrible. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, the bright side of racism. You can turn friendly fire on, which makes it possible to hit your own allies during battle. That must be hilarious. And here's a good one. Persistent gore. 
This means that blood that gets splashed on you during battle stays visible on you forever. So basically, it's like starting the game as Luigi and finishing it as Mario. Okay, back to the title list wow. title screen. There may not be a title, but there certainly are a lot of people. Where are they all going? Probably lined up to go to the bathroom because this is a very long game. Okay, new game. Oh, the bathroom exploded! Yep, and now we're in a green swamp of sewage. Gross. And this is where we make our character. What races are there? There are humans, elves, dwarves, and kunari. Put it together and what have you got? Headache. I chose to make a human with weapon and shield. Put it together and what have you got? Quas. Now our newly created character wakes up in the world of pee-pee and poo-poo, and now we can customize our face. Put it together and what have you got? Jamie Lannister. Not bad, huh? Except his eyes! What happened to his eyes? Don't you know what to make eyes? Now we see an illuminated figure at the top of this toilet world, and spiders! Yes! Ah! No! I hate spiders! Touch the glowing lady! Okay! Phew! She teleported us back to the regular world. And we wake up to two angry women. D dude, I can barely read the subtitles. Yeah, that text is so small, they could put it on the wall of a hospital for testing people's eyesight. Let's see, the tutorial says, Some dialogues give you the opportunity to respond emotionally. When these opportunities appear, do it! Okay, so a big explosion caused a portal to the demon world called the Breach to be ripped open in the sky and it's getting bigger and bigger and she thinks that my green hand is the only thing that can close it. But also, everybody hates me because a motivational speaker named Justinia got killed by that explosion and everybody blames me for it. What did happen? It will be easier to show you. Oh my god. So this is what happened. It snowed. As there is but one god, one life, one death, there is but one god, and he is our maker. Yes, there is but one maker, and his name is Avermedia. Okay, here comes our first battle, and we're unarmed! But have no fear, if you look on the ground right behind you... Well, 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 a sword and a shield. That just happens to be the equipment my character specializes in. Oh. I have some real problems with the game starting right here. You do? Yeah. I bought a game called Dragon Age because I wanted to fight, I don't know, dragons, dragons. and things that exist in the Age of Dragons. Not freaking aliens. If I wanted aliens, I'd play an aliens game. No, 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 dude. This is Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, so what? Inquisition means question. So it's like a question, you know? It's like... It's like, Dragon Age? Like, they're not sure, you know? Oh, be quiet. Oh, hey, look, I found a Templar helmet. Sweet. Put it on, dude. What the heck is that? For you. It doesn't even <laughs> fit. <look> so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about we try to climb over these branches? Oh, you found a secret way. Because I'm an explorer like Dora. There, watch out. If we flank them, we may gain the advantage. Whoa, where, where? Whoa, watch where? Come on, hurry up! You gotta go flank them! I'm stuck in the branches, dude! Uh, okay, there we go. Ha-ha! Now who's getting flanked? Uh, your partner is. Because you were messing around in the branches. Make it take you! 
Yeah, make her take you to 7-Eleven. What? Because they have those in the afterlife, and that's where you're going. Ha ha ha! All right, we got more battles with stupid aliens, and we meet some new allies. Jesus, now I see why we should have left off the persistent gore option. They're covered in it! Okay, whatever you do, don't choose to say nice crossbow during the conversation. Why not? I know it says crossbow, but... Uh, he's actually talking about his wee-wee. Are you sure about that? Okay, just choose it. You'll see. All right. That's a nice crossbow you have there. Ah, isn't she? Bianca and I have been through a lot together. You named your crossbow Bianca? Of course. And she'll be great company in the valley. I came to offer whatever help I can give with the breach. If it is not closed... We are all doomed, regardless of origin. Yeah, we're all doomed, regardless of Dragon Age origin. Now we've got to make a decision. We're going to go up to where the explosion occurred and try to use my green hand powers to seal a big rift. But! But what? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to interrupt you by saying, but! But there are two ways we can go. We can take our party of four through a long and dangerous mountain path, or till Cassandra's whole army just to charge the place. So how do we decide? Easy. If we die, I'll reset. If a bunch of NPCs die, I probably won't reset. So there certainly won't be any casualties by taking the mountain path. You know, instead of going through all the dangerous tunnels where there'll likely be tons of battles, why don't we just climb this mountain that leads right up to the bridge? Here we go. I'm going to do it right now. Zoltan, I don't think you could... Look at that! I'm on top of the mountain! I could just run across there now, but what the hell?! Yeah, you get teleported backwards if you go out of bounds. <laughs> it's an open world game! The world is open for exploration! Hence the name, Open World Game! How can there be an out of bounds? Dude, forget about that! We gotta save those people over there! Thank the maker you finally arrived, Lady Cassandra. I don't think we could have held out much longer. Thank our prisoner, Lieutenant. He insisted we come this way. Boom! Who is the best decision-makingest brother in all the realm? LeBron James? No, it's me. I am the most decision-makingest brother in all the realm. Closing rifts and saving soldiers. That's what I do. Wow! Oh my god. Oh my god. Best game ever. Best game ever. Oh my goodness. All right, let's get down these big ladders and... Damn it, I went out of bounds again. I bet LeBron James wouldn't go out of bounds. All right, we finally reached our destination. This is the first rift that opened after the breach appeared in the sky. So kill the boss, seal it, and just like that, we've become a living legend. The Herald of Andraste. Freaking epic. Wait, is that the end of the game? Yeah, it's kind of short and sweet. That's why it's so popular. I thought this was an open world game. Where's the... You know, world! You just reversed it, dude! That... No! Damn it, no! That game cost me $75 for a crappy download version! Just stupid PSN won't let you buy American games without a credit card from America, and I live in Japan, so I had to buy those stupid PSN point cards, and I hate this crap! Finish the review! Graphics? Crappy! Sound? Crappy! Story? Battle system? Crappy! Difficulty? Select them all! Final comments? The game just falls short of being good. The main drawbacks it has are that it's way too short and it's crappy. Now go spend a sarcastic amount of money on the PlayStation Network so you can buy Dragon Age? 
And when people ask you why you keep saying it with a rising intonation, you can tell them you heard it from your RPG playing ass. <laughs> Thank you, Zoltan. No, I don't think the game's actually that short. <laughs> I'm going to go watch the video version of that later. Um, pretty good. Thank you, Zoltan. Yeah. <laughs> That said, it's time for our news. Let's, let's dive into beep, beep, that. Beep, 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 beep. All right. First off, I got a little Japan block for y'all. So let's hit it hard. Uh, Alice, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Good. No, hit it very hard and very fast. And very hard? More dots. More Star dots. dots. Oh. Persona Q yeah, is getting we, we two manga. There. Did you know that, Anna? And there is going to be a 30-hour Persona live stream coming. What? Yeah. What's that going to do? No idea. Oh, my god! It was gosh. just announced today. The only thing announced was that they are going to stream 30 hours of Persona content and news starting on February oh, 4th. Oh, goodness. It better all be like gameplay footage of five. Well, it's going to be Persona dancing all night. Oh, boy. And then it will probably be Persona 5. And then it will be either a remake or an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And then it will be, I don't know, the animes and the mangas. And maybe even some of the stage show stuff. So Persona 3 and... F- what stage show? Oh, the stage show. Because this is Japan. Right. The stage show. All right. Persona 3 and 4 are getting mangas for Persona Q. And uh, I don't know. This is a Japan announcement. It's coming out on February 9th. See if we get those here. Um, oops. I hit the wrong button. Tales of Zestiria. Zestiria? Zestiria. Okay. I've just been calling it Zestria. If you... Okay. Again, Japan. Don't know how much of this is coming here. If you have Tales of Zestiria and save game from other Bandai games, um, if you have Tales of Exilia, you'll get Jude and Mila attachments, which are little figurines that sit on your character's shoulders. Um, (laughs) Tales of Exilia 2 unlocks a Ludger attachment. Tales of Graces F gives you a clinging Sophie attachment. So, do, do these do anything? Oh, I don't know. No, um, they, the attachments only, um, they basically sit on your character in various locations, but they will persist into all in-engine cutscenes. <laughs> you know, like the, cost, like the costumes do ever since Tales of Vesperia, I think. Um, and a Yuri attachment is your present if you play Tales of Vesperia and have save data. Tales of Symphonia file gives you a Lloyd attachment. Tales of Symphonia Dawn in the New World gives you a Marta attachment. And uh, that's it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I only don't get the Tales of Symphonia ones because okay. I have uh, Japanese save files for uh, all of the others. Nice. Uh, I, I have my copy of Zestria is currently on its way. <laughs> what? No, that's fine. It's it's what I do, damn it. All right, next up, I've got some news that'll excite Anna. They announced that... Uh, oh, hello. What's this? Um, those are the same thing. Oh. Okay, so... Uh, I'm having an issue with my X marks. Give me a second, guys. I have to press server version a lot. Okay, so Tingle and Young Link are coming to Hyrule Warriors as DLC. So this is sort of an interesting one because um, 
who's the Zelda? Who's the Legend of Zelda guy? Uh, his name is Link. No, the guy who makes the who oh makes Eiji Aonuma. Yes, apparently Aonuma said in no uncertain terms that Tinkle should not be in Hyrule Warriors. But it's in. Oh, he did. Yeah. How'd that work? This was sort of like leaked um, meeting notes. Okay. I It's been a while since I read about this. It was like last year around E3. Okay. So I, I, um, particular, and I'd forgotten about it until, um, Shaman brought it up on Twitter and reminded me. And I was like, oh yeah, I do remember reading something about that. So he was hmm. very surprised. I was surprised. Okay. So, okay. Well, it was announced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, and as I fix all my bookmarks, uh, let's see. Ugh, I hate when my computer breaks while I'm doing a show. It doesn't know that I'm completely attention deficit OCD or whatever, and I can't stop fixing can't stuff. Handle this. I can't handle this. Monster Hunter 4 has an... Oh, that... Okay, so this uh, this was news, and now it's out. So Monster Hunter 4 has a demo. It's out. I played it. I forgot and? to mention it in the now playing. I like it. It's refined. I want to play more of it. I can't wait till it comes out. Um, it's like, you'll be able to play it on your special Monster Hunter new 3DS. I know. I pre-ordered one of those. So Yeah, new 3DSs were announced for the U.S. while we were gone, too. Mm-hmm. So what do we got? We should tell people about those. Um, I got a story about it later. We'll talk about it then. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it then. We'll do it better. Um, <laughs> Fossil Fighters Frontier is coming back. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember playing the DS out. game yeah. when I was at E3 in like 2008 or 2009. And it wasn't bad. It was just one of those things that as soon as I left the show floor, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> well... It's still coming to 3ds. It'll be thirty. No, bucks this is the this is the next on March one 20th. in the series. Yeah. I, I yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I mean, I think people were irritated when Fossil Fighter came out because it was during that block that there was a bunch of really cool RPGs that came out in Japan. Yeah. And people were really pushing Nintendo to put those out, and instead they put out Fossil Fighters, mm. like Ash. Okay. Archaic sealed heat. Yep. Oh, right. I always forget what that is. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anna. Uh huh. I'm fixing my bookmarks. <laughs> I gotta make it better. No, just let it go, Chris. Let it go. <laughs> but I have to fix them. I have to, Chris. It's not right. What's the next story? Oh, we have a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about Breath of Fire, mm-hmm. and it's coming to Wii U Virtual Console on February 12th. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> that's the first one. Um, Wait. Oh, right. It's Wii U Virtual Console. Yes. And that's all I got for that. Is it the GBA version? Mm, I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. It doesn't say... I should. No, there's no source here. This was part. This was. I don't think this was in the U.S. direct. This came out of the Japanese direct. I think. Could be. So who knows how that's gonna work? Um, hey, here we go. Uh, release dates for Wii U Virtual. 
Breath of Fire, Nintendo 3... Oh, no, sorry. Wii U. Yeah, SNES. They say SNES. Okay. So there you go. Yay. As a reminder, you can now grab all these Capcom gems on either 3DS or Wii U. So they're saying it was already on 3DS? There was a remake for 3DS, yeah. Breath of Fire 1? Mm-hmm. And mm. 2. Okay. I'll just pretend that all makes sense. Oh, Gargoyles Quest 2 is coming out on Wii U. Interesting. In the U.S.? Interesting, interesting. I have to go... I have to go play some games. All right. Uh, no, no, no. Chris, you have to finish the podcast first. All right. My bookmarks. You're right. You're totally right. Thanks for reminding me to fix my bookmarks first. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm okay. Uh, printies. There's a game with lots of printies. Printies. Printy Ooh. Research Squad. Yes, it's a browser game where you can see all kinds of different printies. You start by stitching a soul into a printie, and then after two minutes, you'll have your first squad of printies ready to man a spaceship and explore the netherworld. There are 35 types of printies to find. You have to earn money to upgrade your spaceship, and of course, it's free to play, but it's only in Japanese. <laughs> you can play it right now at... Dis- where is it? Disgaea.jp slash five slash underscore research underscore team. And there's the music for it. It's very loud, and I will stop that right now. Thank you. <laughs> so you can go play it right now, Anna, in Japanese. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Fire Emblem gets a card game and a manga in Japan. So we only got the 3DS game announced here. In Japan, they get the uh, look at a card game, and they've got the, the manga announced, and that's so sad, isn't it? You don't care. All right. Atelier Verona's Battle System. Uh, apparently, it's actually very different than the original Atelier Verona Battle System. Do you know about this, Anna? Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Oh, no, I don't have the article. You don't open. know about it? I just know it's different. I remember yeah. reading about it earlier this week. Stop. Right. <laughs> that okay. was mean. What? setting me up like that. I didn't set you up. I I thought you had been following it. So <laughs> so you run around, you run into a monster and the bat mo- uh the battle system will transition into the grid-based battlefield and uh you can also do a preemptive attack if you cut, sneak up on things. Um press the button. If you uh let's see, you get uh, attack, item skill, special attack, defend and escape as options. Um, when you're fighting, the grid makes it uh, easy to move and gauge your movement, and they show you, uh, there's lines that show wherever you're moving. Um, each time you do an action, the assist meter goes up, and that can be then used to help add attacks to Verona's attacks. And uh, there's all sorts of items for you to use, and you can also choose an auto battle function uh, for if you're grinding and stuff. And... If you attack a monster from behind, you'll do more damage, but they can also do more damage to you by attacking you from behind. You know, standard grid-based rules assist uh, apply, apparently. There are skill attacks that use MP, and after you get a certain level with your characters, they learn special attacks. And you can raise a special attack meter, which is then used to do an extra dose of damage against enemies with their special attacks. Does that sound different than the first game's battle system? Yes. Okay. Good. Because I didn't play the first one. So, 
Uh, let's see. Since we talked all about that Nintendo Direct, let me bring up the whole damn thing because I think it's crazy to come back to it later. Uh, the Nintendo Direct happened. Big, biggest announcement we've already spoiled. Fire Emblem game for 3DS. Yay! We spoiled it? Yeah, because we talked about uh, the other stuff coming out for Fire Emblem in Japan. Okay. So, new Fire Emblem games, new storyline. Uh, doesn't seem to be attached to any of the previous games. Um, it's simply being called Fire Emblem 2 in Japan. Uh, so, I don't know. It is gonna... Fire Emblem, a working title in North America. A working. Uh, let's see. Puzzle and Dragons <laughs> is finally coming out to the U.S., as well as Puzzle and Dragons Super Mario Brothers Edition on the same cartridge in May 2015. And it'll also be available on the eShop, so you'll get to both Puzzle and Dragon games. And now that I've gotten a chance to see these, they look like very self-contained RPGs that don't have the free-to-play mechanics. So it looks like you can level up and actually beat these games, as opposed to just playing forever and ever and spending tons of money trying to get monster drops. So that's good. Uh, let's see. They're starting to port Wii games to Wii U. The first ones being um, Super Mario Galaxy 2, the Wii version of Punch-Out, which is a great game. It's on sale right now for 10 bucks, And then the Metroid Prime Trilogy, which has been getting sold for way above its price in all sorts of places. So that's really good for people that they're bringing that out digitally. Uh, that'll be out for like 10 bucks next week, I think. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Um, they announced the new 3DSs that are coming out. So we are only getting the 3DS XL. For we now. are not getting the, the small 3DS. So it was rumored, and it turns out the rumor was true. Um, so we're, we're just getting the 3DS XL, at least for now. Um, I think it's smart marketing. Nintendo's just trying to be really conservative and make sure that the U.S. region does nothing but make obscene profits. Um, and it, at the cost of annoying people. But hey, if the annoyance is, hey, we want more stuff from you, that's a good annoyance to have um, from the company's perspective, not from our perspective. So <laughs> I understand. It's, it's annoying and they should do things differently. And yet they're making very conservative choices. <laughs> But uh, what do we got? Uh, the 3DS was announced, as well as two special versions. The Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate version that uh, has a special design. that's silver with the Monster Hunter 4 logo on it and comes bundled with a copy of Monster Hunter 4. That's the version Chris pre-ordered. And then there's also the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask version, which is sold out everywhere. Just don't even look for it. It's only the system. doesn't come with the game because the game's already got its own limited edition announced, so... Who would want two copies of the game because you got to go for both limited editions? That's crazy. No, instead, you can just go for this limited editions of the system and the limited edition of the game, both of which you're going to have a hard time finding, especially because the system sells out in five minutes whenever it goes up, and then they end up canceling half the pre-orders that people made because they ordered two or three or four or 20 copies of the system, and they're like, no, you can have one. <laughs> Everyone's angry about this system except Anna Marie. Why is that? Because I'm getting a plain black one. And you don't like the look of the Zelda one. No. <laughs> so instead of being upset about it, you're happy you're getting a plain black one. And you're like, oh, no problem. Yep. Now, Our what friend if... Brandon is extremely stoked because we, we told him it was coming out as we were driving to GameStop to pre-order. And he was there. 
he got there before us, <laughs> even though we left first. That's my. We don't know how that part. happened. <laughs> he got to GameStop. He put in his pre-order, and his payment didn't go through because the system stopped accepting pre-orders while we were in the store. So he was sad, and then he got a call a few days later that was like, "Hey, we have a pre-order for a." 3ds for you and you haven't paid for it and you need to do that or else we'll cancel your pre-order so he very excitedly paid for his pre-order yep so he's getting one apparently in theory (laughs) we hope Uh and then of course the 3ds um is getting xenoblade chronicles ported to it the new 3ds excuse me um that'll be out worldwide on april 2nd 2015 and they wanted to let you know there's also a bonus mode for that where you can listen to the game soundtrack and view 3D in-game models. Oh, boy. Uh, that new game will not work with older 3DSs. So the new 3DS, you know, has got at least one game that sets it apart as a new platform. We'll see how far that goes. So there's some rumors floating around that the new Fire Emblem game will also be new 3DS exclusive, but they haven't said anything about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering how far this is going to be a new platform and how far it's just, you know, a DSi. Because it seems like they're really hedging their bets. Like, well, we might do a lot of games that require the new system. We might not. (laughs) We don't really know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They haven't committed. So... All right, and there's lots of trailers you can come see on our site, including the ugly Majora's Mask version with the mask staring at you on the gold cover that is definitely not gold on the inside, and I don't know where you got that impression. It's gray on the um, inside. I thought it was red on the inside because that's what it looked like on the stream. Well, I'm looking at the uh, video just about that Majora's Mask edition, and it looks mm-hmm. gray on the side. Oh, yeah, let's see. Wait, how can you even tell? Red looks gray to you. It didn't look gray. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Open it up. Yeah, no, it's it's Anna. It just opens up in this trailer. It's the normal inside. Okay. It's hey, not, it's you're not, almost out of power. It's not red on the inside. You're almost out of power. Uh, thank you. I understand that. And you're playing 3ds while we're doing I the podcast. I'm not playing. I'm doing the. I've been watching you on the screen. I'll turn this podcast around. (laughs) You do that. We'll go back to Lucifer.com. Yeah, that'll teach you. (laughs) Amber Throne is an upcoming RPG, and it looks like a painting, apparently. Uh, Let's see. Is this a... Who's making this bad boy? Uh, It's uh, it's an indie game. It's RPG Maker, and it looks beautiful. And it's like, that doesn't usually go together. But this one looks like it is. So I encourage you to go look up screenshots of Amber Throne. And um, it might be an RPG Maker game that you actually go out of your way to play. So go check that out. Um, where can I find this? Oh, they have a Twitter account. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul Adventure RPG. What? Yes. Tokyo Ghoul is apparently a series of some sort. Um, and Tokyo Ghoul um, RPG Tokyo Ghoul Masquerader was announced in V-Jump without any details other than it's an ar- adventure RPG for PS Vita. So, yeah. I haven't seen Tokyo Ghoul, so I'm not into that anime, so I don't know anything about it. Uh, Club Nintendo is shutting down. 
Club Nintendo shutting down Anna. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. They sort of checked out over the last couple of years for rewards. Starting April 1st, they will no longer include product registration cards. Starting April 20th, they will stop uh, letting you register digital products downloaded from the eShop. Um, let's see. Well, this is the Europe schedule. I don't know what the, the U.S. schedule is. And then September 30th in Europe, they end the program. Um, you can't sign up or register co- coins anymore at that point. And let's see. Here's a list of frequently uh, for the U.S. Um, whoa. <laughs> the U.S. is a lot more quick. Uh, starting January 20th in the U.S., it's the 24th right now. January, starting January 20th, products released after this date are not eligible for registration. Uh, March 31st is the last day to earn coins, register, product, register products with Club Nintendo, and sign up for new Club Nintendo membership. And July, uh, June 30th is the last day to redeem coins or access your account on the website. Boom. Get on it. Now. <laughs> yeah. That's what... Do you remember last night... When I was like, Anna, Anna, you really, really Anna, need to register Anna, stuff. Anna, mm-hmm. stop being a wife. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a show here. <laughs> this isn't your platform <laughs> to, to harass me. Uh, sometimes I pretend I don't know things or I'm learning them for the first time for the sake of the listener. I do remember what happened last night. Everything that happened last night. Oh my. Yeah, I slept on the couch. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> By choice. Nothing right. nothing good happened last night, except I played Mario and slept on the couch. Jeez, Chris. What? Well, I don't think I've managed to do that in quite a long time. What? Sleep well, on the like, couch? Well, no, as in, I don't have a couch. Oh. Um, as in, play a game and then just sort of fall asleep in front of the television. Oh, why not? Oh, I do that well, all the time. I, I still... <laughs> Remember the one time that I remember playing a game, like one game all night without stopping uh, when I was a lot younger mm-hmm. and it was in a room where I had my bed. So I just climbed into bed and fell asleep Oh, at like eight o'clock in the morning after playing. But the it was bed's night, way think, up there. I, I think it was Nights into Dreams, like the original oh, version on the Sega. an appropriate Saturn. game to be playing for that scenario. <laughs> yeah, that is actually. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Oh, as I continue to look through my old bookmarks. Uh, let's see. Honeypot. Dating puzzle RPG. Yes, I said dating puzzle RPG. It's called Honeypot or Honeypot. It's available on the PC for 10 bucks on the developer's website or 10 bucks on MangaGamer.com or 10 bucks on Steam. Only 8 bucks during its launch period. It was kickstarted. You... Okay. Honeypop has you being trained by magic love fairy Q in dating women after you tried to woo her and failed. There are eight girls who you can dress up with new outfits and hairstyles when dating them. They'll also dress down after the date if it goes well. While the the game is presented as a visual novel, its dating segments are played as match-three puzzles with upgradable stats and special dating gifts that that affect the puzzle in different ways. Honeypot has thousands of lines of fully voiced dialogue, over 250 items to unlock, including food, drinks, gifts, and accessories, as well as 20 hand-painted locations with a working day and night cycle. You going to play this game, Anna? I actually want to play this game. It's a dating game with match three puzzles. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I think you do. (laughs) 
So And you can dress up your dates. So apparently it will be available on Steam if it's it not isn't out yet. now. Okay. It should be. Let's check. It says it's yeah, it's on Steam right now. And you can save twenty percent. Hey Chris. What? Can you buy this for me, please? Oh, sure, honey. Yeah, it's seven ninety nine if you get it on Steam. Purchase as gift. Ugh. What a stupid It has an age gate. It does have an age <laughs> gate. That doesn't surprise me so much. <laughs> User reviews are overwhelmingly <sighs> positive. Are they? Oh, yay. 95% of the 551 user reviews for this game are positive. Yeah. All right. And. Oh, that's why that's still making noise. I can disconnect that. Doink, doink. Audio. I'm doing audio things during the podcast. So as I send Anna this gift, I want to tell you that Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 1 is coming to PC in four days. Depending on when you read this. Are you excited for this, Anna? Yeah, I kind of am. So what's what's the deal with this? I'm asking you. It's a better version of Hyperdimension Neptunia? Mm-hmm. You expected me to know more than that? Yeah. Uh, Chris. If you're that excited about it, don't you? I mean, it's <laughs> This is what I like, get for having expectations of Anna. It's so, kind of like why I was happy to get Agris Wars on the PC. Yeah? Why is that? Because it's the better version. Okay. <laughs> It'll run at 1080p, include voiceover in both English and Japanese. There's screenshots up on... Okay, that's... Why did that happen? That's a lot of noises. I'm getting like five noises every time an email comes in, and it's very distracting, and I'm sorry if you're hearing it. Cause I sorry, I, stop. I, I just went and looked at the actual Steam page for that um, the, the game you were just talking about. Yeah. I like, I like how they put uh, plot in quotes. Plot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plot. Yeah, totally playing it for the plot. Yeah, for the plot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rebirth 1 on PC coming soon. It'll be 15, uh, 30 bucks, excuse me. But for a week after launch, it'll be 15 bucks. There you go, Anna. That won't hurt hey. as much. Did, is the Rebirth... <laughs> the Rebirth. Is Rebirth only PC? Or did it come out on another version too? I think it's PC. No. I mean, are they also bringing the Rebirths to like PS3 or something? I don't think so. I didn't know these were always going to be PC-only games, is what I'm saying. Ah, okay. No, they were Vita. That's right. Ah, okay. And you don't have it on Vita already? We didn't already get it? I don't think so. Mm, Okay. If you're sure. Okay. So, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth, four days from now, January 28th. Final Fantasy XV director talks about the cover system it's talking about what's in episode Dusque, um, which is the demo right that you get with uh, final fantasy type zero um and uh you can read about that on silicon era we don't have that interview up on our site but there it was a ama yesterday her name is before. sydney now by the way um, c-i-d-n-e-y just because last time we talked, it, we weren't sure if she was Sid or something else. Now she's Sydney. What are you doing? Playing Honey Pop. Will you turn Honey Pot off? 
Um, there was an AMA yesterday yeah. for the Type Zero director. I haven't had a chance to go through it, so. Okay. Well, the. <laughs> it's relevant. All right. Well. Yeah. So there is a sequence in the demo that's taken out of the. Um, the full game, like there's a part where you lose your car in the game and that's where the demo happens essentially. And you'll, uh, you'll, he says you'll be able to recognize it when you play the full game. Like, Oh, here's the demo area. Uh. So, and what else we got? We got Tokidan Kiwami media plus. What is that? Oh no, not media plus. That's not part of the title. Wow. Here I go thinking titles are just getting longer and longer nowadays. And it turns out they were saying that, no, we've got media plus some pre-order info for you here. So if you're not reading my screen or totally confused, Tokiden Kiwami for PS4 and PS Vita is a new game that they're talking about. And they've shown some video and some images. We've got them up on our site. Um, and there's going to be some pre-order bonuses in North America. We've got armor based on the outfits of new characters Soma and Reki. Um, as well as that of Tokiden's six original Slayers. Um, in Amazon, you'll get a pair of Tenko gloves and a Chthonian Fiend mask. Not Cthulian, Chthonian. Um, whatever that means. Um, is uh, Tokiden Kiwami just a remake or an upgraded version? Uh, yeah, it is. Just an enhanced version of the original Tokiden The Age of Demons. Uh, featuring stuff. This is one of those um, examples of Chris was interested in playing the original, but it's taken so long to get around to it that a remade version is going to come out and confuse him as to which version he should actually play when he finally does get time. It's like, oh, yay. Um, And nobody knows what I'm talking about, so I'm going to click the next story. Etrian Mystery Dungeon. Anna, get us up to speed on Etrian Mystery Dungeon, all the news over the past two weeks. No. Okay, <laughs> there's some new media. Uh, they're showing more about the Landschnicht and the Protector classes. Uh, they've got videos for all the various classes, just kind of like they did with Etrian Odyssey 4. They've got videos going up in Mystery Dungeon of all the different classes and how they work in this game. Um, they want to let you know that the launch edition is coming, includes a collectible box, a 28-page visual book, and a soundtrack selection CD. Lame. And there's a giveaway where you can win the contests of the Mystery Box. And um, you can find details for that by watching the video on our site, apparently, because <laughs> we didn't put it in the article. Uh, it's out on April 7th, 2015. Are you excited, Anna? No. No. Etrian Mystery Dungeon, you're not going to play? I'm undecided. Because you've, you've played Pokemon Mystery Dungeons, mm-hmm. and you've played the last couple Etrian games, mm-hmm. but not Etrian Mystery Dungeon? I don't know. I'm going to wait on reviews, I think. Okay. Lion Bite has announced Reign of Reflections. It's a cyberpunk noir RPG called Reign of Reflection. Follows three protagonists through a futuristic dystopian city as they view it from differing sociopolitical backgrounds. So that means what? The rich guy, the tech guy, and the poor person? Or how does that work? Oh. Um... They want to remove all the extraneous aspects of RPGs in order to make the game flow more smoothly, all while creating a detailed <laughs> world to explore. So it's a movie, right? Is that what that means? Alice, what does that mean? Do you know what that means? Uh, no. Okay. Because I'm trying to think of the extraneous aspects of RPGs. Um, let's see. Things that are extra in RPGs. Card battling side games are extra, so you wouldn't have any of those. 
Um, you wouldn't have any grinding. That's extraneous. Heck, battles get in the way, so you wouldn't have that. So you just have really long story cutscenes where you press A a lot. Those are called visual novels. And treasure chests. You need to have treasure chests in RPGs. That's not extraneous. So that's what I think it is. You'll walk around open chests and trigger ch- uh, cutscenes. Yeah, you're right. That is a visual novel. Okay. Without the chests, I guess. Hmm. All right. Well, whatever. That's <laughs> in the midst of, de- of development with no release date except given except for the year 2016. Only been announced for PC thus far. If you want to learn more, look up Reign of Reflections. And maybe you can figure out what's going on. Dragon Quest V is now out on iOS and Android. It's 15 bucks. Of course, that's too high when you can go play a better DS version that already came out however many years ago. Um, with real controls, no less. Blackguards 2 is out now. The sequel to last year, Blackguards, the game Chris couldn't get past the first chapter of because it just felt so icky and not finished. See what Alex thinks about it if he ever gets around to playing it. Uh, Nintendo has a new game called uh, Chrono Stones. What? Oh, I see. No. I'm so sorry. Inazuma 11 Go, Chrono Stones. It's the fifth title in the series. It's coming out in Europe. And nowhere else. And we haven't even gotten Inazuma 11 2 here in the U.S. Let alone three or four. Or, yeah, three or four. Yeah, nothing. And that last direct would have been a good time to announce one of those, wouldn't it? Yep. But nope. All right. Guys, it's finally happened. On June 9th, The Elder Scrolls Online is going to be on the consoles. (laughs) And free. (laughs) Free? Oh, yes. It's turning into a buy-to-play. Starting on March 17th. Who who saw that coming? Everybody. Um, Starting on March 17th. Everybody? Yes. March March 17th, 2015, the game will cost you money to buy, and then after that, there will be no subscriptions. Um, Instead, it will be microtransactions for convenience and cosmetic items, as well as a premium subscription option, so you could still subscribe, that gives you a bunch of in-game benefits, which, uh, it's not buy to win unless you subscribe, in which case it's subscribe to win, I, just give us money, please, please. (laughs) <laughs> Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy. It's a new dungeon crawler from RPG from Cyberfront. Cyberfront? Uh, it has a Western release date now. You'll be able to get it on April 14th, 2015 in North America, April 17th in Europe. 40 bucks, both digital and retail. Uh, NIS America has announced a limited edition of the game for $55, which you can pre-order now on the NIS America online store. You get... Uh, Operation Abyss, new Tokyo Legacy for PlayStation Vita. You get an 8x11-inch, 112-page softcover art book. Hey, 8x11, that's like real paper size. That's nice. A 16-track, single-disc, original soundtrack. Hey, at least it's 16 tracks. That's not too bad. With a jewel case for the CD. Yes, that's what CDs come in. Kids who don't know what CDs are, just ask your parents. And a collector's box. Yay. Ish. I'm still confused why some of these things are like ooh and ah. It comes in a box. Ooh! It's an 8x11 book. The art book actually looks okay. It's like surprising. I have no idea if this game's any good. It's made by Cyberfront. Who the heck are they? Nobody knows. Okay. So somebody can fill us in in the forums maybe. (laughs) 
Uh, Operation Abyss. Don't nod. <laughs> yes, don't nod entertainment. <laughs> I I'm guess nodding. Their, their goal is to make games where you don't nod off to sleep playing. I don't know. Um, they made Remember Me and Life is Strange. Life is Strange is not actually out yet. They're also going to make an RPG. They've announced um, they're going to be making uh, Vampire. Spelled V-I-M-P-Y-R. Uh, it <laughs> follows a doctor trying to contain an outbreak of Spanish flu just after the end of World War One. While he is working with a patient, he's bitten and transformed to do a vampire. <laughs> There's your setup. And that's all we know. So I'll look forward to more info on that eventually. It's going to be an action RPG. That's also something we know. All right. Um, we got a bunch of new pictures and character descriptions for people in Atelier Shally, Alchemist of the Dusk Sea. I won't waste your time reading it all here. Borderlands is actually coming to the new consoles. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Borderlands the Handsome Collection. It will be Borderlands the pre-sequel and Borderlands 2 with all the DLC for both games. And it'll be they'll come to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Let's see. They'll be remastered and a new four-player couch co-op mode has been added. Okay, that's cool. Owners of the previous games will be able to carry their save data over to the next gen of whatever console they're on. And the Handsome Collection relaunches on March 24th in North America, March 27th in Europe, 60 bucks. And there will also be a limited edition. You knew it was coming. (laughs) It's called the Claptrap in a Box Collection, or edition. (laughs) It includes a remote-controlled Claptrap that can be controlled with an app on iOS and Android. This edition will also include 12 lithographs, a steel case, and will retail for $399. Only 5,000 of the Claptrap in a Box editions will be made. $399. $399. For your remote control Claptrap, which they've got a video up and you can watch the Claptrap driving around the office. You know their office, which really needs carpeting. By there was the way. a really cute conversation that I saw on Twitter about this, which was, "What's sadder, a four hundred dollar collector's edition, or the fact that it pretty much immediately sold out?" <laughs> Did it sell out already? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm still surprised that they have a a single wheeled remote control device. It's one tire, and it has to stay upright. So that's kind of cool that it's doing that okay. And now it just ran into a wall. $399. That is a lot of money. The next active time report for Final Fantasy Type-0 is happening on Thursday, January 22nd, which means you missed it. So don't you feel like a fool for not following RP Gamer more closely so you could have gotten this announcement ahead of time? That'll show you. Um, that's okay because, uh, next up is a Reddit, ask me anything with, uh, director Hajime Tabata on January 23rd, which means you missed that too. What are you doing? Well, okay. You know what? The, it's a month. The active time report is a monthly developer led talk, talking about the ongoing development of final fantasy type zero and final fantasy 15. So I'm sure there'll be another one in February that you can, you can catch. So just, uh, get it on your schedules now. Come on. You like that? You like how I salvaged that old news, Anna? 
No. No? Oh. <laughs> God Eater 2 Rage Burst the trailer is out and the demo's detail for Japan. But you Chris, sound so sad. Oh, well, you just, you just, you just, you took me down now, Anna. You took me down. Mm-hmm. God Eater 2 is out on uh, February 19th. So, but it's Japan only. So, um, Alice, you can get this for your Yay. Vita. <laughs> right? Is this a Vita game? Yeah. Oh, and PlayStation 4. Okay, so a system you can actually import on. Yay. Uh, let's see. Hey, we got announcements this week that Nintendo might actually... Uh, was it this week or was it last week? Didn't they say something about potentially getting rid of uh, region blocking on the 3DS? In some sort of investment call or whatever? Um, A while ago. Was that a while ago? Okay. It was something along the lines of... Um, the fans want it and the companies... Oh, that was old. Okay. The fans don't want it, but the companies do. So. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to an old podcast and I get confused. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what was new? Oh, yeah. That new Club Nintendo might actually be replaced by a new thing, but there's no details of it yet. So get all your codes redeemed. Just another reminder for you, because it was so bad you forgot it from earlier in the show. Club Nintendo's going away. Go redeem all your stuff. Um, we've got... You can watch a video uh, that'll set you up for Blackguards 2. Yay. No? Aveyond Returns to Steam. So it's called Aveyond, the Lost Orb. It's now available on Steam. It's 10 bucks, 7, year, uh, seven pounds, 10 euros, 15% discount applied to that price until yesterday. So you missed that. Um, it is... <laughs> The third game in the Avion series and uh, just finally hit Steam. So I don't know whatever's going on with that. <laughs> Agress 2. If you are uh, wanting to beta test game, Agress War 2, they need beta testers for it. Ghostlight is the person who's uh, getting that all together. Uh, so I assume this is for a UK release. Uh, Agress Generations of War 2. Um, those interested in participating in the beta can apply by sending an email to beta at ghostlight.uk.com, including their name, date of birth, and PC technical specifications. You can also add any further information that you want, um, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> see why you should be picked. And what? Oh, I'm sorry. This is done. It's done. It ended on January 18th. Yes. <sighs> I just I organize things poorly this week. I've got the old stuff at the beginning or at the end instead of at the beginning. All right, so never mind, never mind. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. No beta testing. Forget all that. Just delete, 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 and then go pre-order story season so you get the cute bunny plushie. Anna, Anna gets strangely quiet. I rolled my eyes. Are you going to buy Story of Seasons? Since I plan on buying very little this year, probably not. Aww. It'll go on my Christmas list. All right. But you're not swearing it off or anything <sighs> as a competitor to the Harvest Moon series? What? No. Okay. Seasons of the Wolf is out now on Steam. It's from Winter Wolves. It's called Tal- Tales of Erevorn, Seasons of the Wolf. That's the full name. Uh, it's $25. It's an RPG spinoff to Lauren the Amazon Princess. 
If you don't remember Lauren the Amazon Princess, you're not alone, but that was an indie visual novel RPG hybrid in a sword and sorcery setting from Winter Wolves. <gasps> All right. So in this game, you have eight party <laughs> members, and uh, there's a review of the game already up. Three out of five. And, oh, this is the one... Oh, this is the one where um, there's really awkward people in a bath scene. Yeah. Traditional fantasy bikinis. Yep. Yes, traditional fantasy bikinis is a thing in Seasons of the Wolf. Uh, there's a new trailer for The Witcher that's up on our site. You can go check that out now. May 19th, by the way, if you forgot when The Witcher's coming. Uh, the Lanschneck video is out. Pillars of Eternity. Now, that I was interested in. What? The Landsnecked video? Yeah. That's Etrian Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. Okay, but I asked you if you were interested in the game. You're only interested in the video? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why are you interested in that video? Because it was interesting. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> what does that mean? What's interesting about the game for Landsnecked? Because, I don't know. It was interesting to see how they sort of mingled together the classes of Etrian Odyssey with the mystery dungeon mechanics. Okay. You going to elaborate on that? No. Okay. Did the protector not have the same sort of mixture? Mm, I didn't find that video as exciting. Okay. Pillars of Eternity, I'm excited for. That's a game. Did I kickstart this? I don't even remember if I kickstarted this or not. I may have kickstarted it and then canceled it. Whatever. It's coming out March 26th by Steam and GOG.com. They have a um they had a live stream that you can go look for the archive for. It happened on January 15th. Um March 26th. That's coming up. And hopefully that'll be good. Um otherwise that'll be really disappointing. Citizens of Earth has a 20% discount. Oh, okay. Well, it's out now. It has a 20% discount, but it has some issues. Yeah, it's got some bugs. And Uh-oh. it turns out that um, not only is it the PC version, which was... So, if you see in the PC version of the game, there's a lot of bugs. Um, there was a lot of bugs prior to release. Mm-hmm. But um, talking to people who have purchased it since launch, not only on PC, but other consoles, there are still bugs in the game. Lame. Which is disappointing. Yeah. Sad face. Something I don't think Alice will be disappointed by. Um, Final Fantasy 2.5 had an update video that came out. Um, so, so this was a video about the patch that was coming out on the 20th. So you've been playing this 2.5 patch, but haven't been playing it much. It only came out f- like four days ago. Well, yeah. I mean, in the four days that it's come and you've out. you've done everything? No. Oh, okay. Um, in the four days to come out, what I have done is the um, I've done the, the storyline quests, which includes one new dungeon and one new boss fight, and I have started but not finished the first part of the Hildebrandt's questline for two point five, having not finished it. The um, I hadn't actually finished uh, the Hildebrandt stuff from two point four because there's a that rather tricky boss fight I mentioned quite a while ago. Uh huh. The one against Ultros and uh, Typhon. Oh. Um, which is the what, what caps off the 2.4 Hildebrand storyline. Um, and this is only the first part of the patch as well. It's the other thing to consider. There is a patch 2.5 part 2 coming out in about a month or so. so. end of March. 
Oh, really? Late okay, end of March. Which will feature the conclusion of the new storyline quests introduced in the first patch. Oh, wait, no, that's the third patch. So the second patch is late February. Which I believe is the Gold Sources yes. patch. Yeah. Yes. And Triple Triad. Yep. Gold Sorcerer and Triple Triad. There That'll goes get the rest a lot of, of my, people there back. Goes, there goes the rest of my time. <laughs> Goodbye, life. Yep. Goodbye, life. It was nice now. <laughs> Thank you. We're done. <laughs> it's like having Skyrim launch or something. You're, you're done. Goodbye. Yep. I'll see you Just next done. season. <laughs> yep. See you next time. <laughs> Atelier Aisha Plus is out. They had a launch trailer, which you've probably seen by now, if you care about it. Um, it's 40 bucks. It's available digitally today in North America and in Europe um, by now as well. So, And if you download the game before February 10th, you get bonus costumes. Um, Our Land Atelier Trilogy is coming to Europe. Uh, NIS America... Uh, excuse me. Yeah. NIS America Europe. Yeah, that's what they're called. Has announced its plans to bring the Atelier, the I Arland. I think they're Nisa Europe. Well, it says NIS America Europe has announced its plans to bring the Arland Atelier trilogy across the Atlantic. So this is Verona, Tatoria, Maruru, and it will be out on PlayStation Three on March sixth. Uh, Atelier Dorona is the original release, not the expanded Atelier Dorona plus the Alchemist of Ireland. No price was given, but Amazon UK is taking pre-orders at thirty pounds. Whew! So it's the original three games yeah. in, on one disc. The ones that NIS can actually put out, because <laughs> I don't think the remakes were put out by NIS, were they? Nope. Compile Heart has some new videos and screenshots for Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth Two Sisters Generation. So we just talked about Rebirth 1 on PC. This is Rebirth 2, which is just hitting PlayStation Vita. Um, it is uh, coming some point in 2015. And you can watch videos of it on our site. <laughs> A Vernum 2 Crystal Souls is out now. came out on January 14th. And it's a 50-hour game. It is a remake of the equivalent title from the original Avernum Trilogy. Um, just like Avernum Escape from the Pit was. It's 20 bucks on Steam and Mac. Well, Steam for PC and Mac, rather. Uh, Boot Hill Heroes is getting DLC! Whoa! Uh, titled The Hangman's Ballad, the DLC is a post-game side story about investigating a Native American raid on a wagon train and will add about three hours to the game's length. Uh, currently expected to st- appear exclusively on Steam on February 27th. It'll be uh, free for the first week, and afterwards the price will be 99 cents. So there's a reason to get Boot Hill Heroes on Steam instead of on uh, Vita. Hmm. All right. I have Boat Hills Heroes on Steam. Good. Good. You should play it. Yes. It's got good music. All okay. right. So, North America. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. Console and handheld digital store update number one. Wait. Well, this is January. Let's be careful here because I don't want to go and do one that's too old. <laughs> All right, here's the January 22nd edition. All right, this one's still relevant. Uh, Citizens of Earth is out on Wii U 3DS for 12 bucks and PS4 Vita for 15 bucks unless you're PS Plus, in which case it's 12 bucks. Uh, Adventure Time, Secret of the Nameless King- Kingdom, 360 gold exclusive price of $20. Um, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, is 30 bucks on PS3. Borderlands 2 is 10 bucks on PS3. Class of Heroes, 750 on PSP. Crimson Gem Saga, P- 750 on PSP. Deus Ex, Human Revolution Director's Cut, $6 on PS3. 
Dissidia, Final Fantasy, 10 bucks on PSP. Dragon Guard 3, 20 bucks on PS3. Final Fantasy 3, 10 bucks on PSP. Final Fantasy Origins. You know what? Final Fantasy games are on sale on the PSN. Go look them up. Final Front Mansion 3 is on sale for 3 bucks. Growl Answers games are on sale. You go look them up. Gungnir is on sale for 10 bucks on PSP. Hexes Forest, Knights in the Nightmare, I think are always on sale on PSP. There's like a continuous Atlas sale for, for all that stuff. And if not, just wait a week, and then there'll be one. That just seems to be how that works. Legend of Man is on sale. Lord of Akana is on sale. Pocket RPG on Vita is on sale. That's a newer one for 8 bucks. Or you can play the much cheaper phone one, um, and or you could do better and just not play either. Riviera the Promised Land is another always-on-sale Atlas game. Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Raido Kuzanoa versus the Soulless Army. PS2 Classic, 7 bucks. Shin Megami Tensei Digital Level Saga, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, Shin Megami Tensei Persona, Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, Persona 2 Innocent Sin, all that stuff's on sale. Fess, Persona 4, and Stella Stella Deus, Stella Deus, The Gate of Eternity, PS2 Classic, 7 bucks. Oh, what a snore. Oh, bad? I literally fell asleep trying to review that game. Okay. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim for $369. If you haven't played that yet, go spend your nine bucks and we'll see you next year. The Third Birthday, 10 bucks on PSP. XCOM Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within, 10 bucks each on PS3. Doesn't one of those include the other? I don't I think know. So. You might want to look into that on PS3. Uh, Yggdra Union, again, an Atlas game always on sale on PSP. This one, 10 bucks this time. All right. And what else we got? We've got European prices. Citizens of Earth also out there, around 12 euros. Go look it up. Sales all over the place. Adventure Time, Borderlands, the Persequel, Conception 2, Final Fantasy 13 2, Gyromancer, P.O. Solar, and the Great Architect, Shin Megami Tensei 4, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, XCOM, The Enemy is Within, all on sale on either the 360, the PS3, or the PS4, depending on what I said. <laughs> Go look it up. I'm tired of reading this stuff. I will clarify one of those. Pure Solar is the PS4 version. It's on sale in Europe. So if you haven't played Pure Solar yet and you want a Genesis-style RPG that's made well after the Genesis had its heyday, right? You go check that out. Do you need to take a breather? I just did. We've got reviews up. A retro review of Goo Volume 1 by Wheels. You can go see what he thought of that. Four out of five. Uh, we got a review of Citizens of Earth Up by Adrian and Outen. Three out of five. We got a review of Lisa. Lisa. Well, Joy, what is Lisa? I don't remember what that one is. Um, it's all capitals. It's on PC. L-I-S-A. It's apparently weird. Four out of five, though. He liked it. So I don't know what this is, but I guess we've got to find that. Um, post-apocalyptic. All right. So mutants and stuff, I guess. Metal Max 2 Reloaded. What is this? It's an import retro review. Michael Baker reviewed it four out of five. Uh, go read whatever that's about. Uh, let's see. Console, digital. Uh, this is the old one, right? So we can, yeah, that's January 15th. We're going to skip that update. Uh, ha- uh, Shadowrun Hong Kong. We've got an interview up for it. That's Shadowrun Hong Kong is a new Kickstarter for the Shadowrun series. Remember, they kickstarted uh, Shadowrun, um, Shadowrun Returns. And then after that, they did Dragonfall, which was like kind of a. I don't know if it's stretch or Kickstarter out of the first one. So then they did Dragonfall. And now they're doing another Kickstarter so they can do Shadowrun Hong Kong. Um, and they've gotten $700,000 already. So they're doing fine. Um, so you can go check that out on Kickstarter. You can go read our interview with them and see what the, they have to say about uh, what they're going for with the new Shadowrun game. Easy Olfen Felgana 
has a retro view, three and a half out of five by Drew Mason, Mike Menke. Um, uh, the saving throw did a review of the Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide. This is the new one, right? Yeah, fifth edition. Um, two point five. Yee, that's not good. So I, I must not like it. Um. The book is almost good, as he says in the last paragraph. As I was explaining my issues with its woefully underdeveloped introduction to game mastering section to a friend, he declared that, of course, all the good DMing tools are in the Dungeon Master's Guide, too. And that's a terrible truth about several D&D editions because of 4th Ed's take on the manual shifted magic... Blah, 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 blah. So, we go back to Dungeon Master Guides 2. That's, like, way back. Apparently, that's the best one. Learn how to Dungeon Master out of that and then use this for all the rules. Right? No? Maybe? I don't know. Oh, sad stuff. D&D, go play something else instead, like Pathfinder. Um, or maybe the first, I don't know. Maybe maybe if you don't need one of these guides, D&D 5 is good. Hmm. Well, that's kind of a sad situation too, isn't it, in a way? Tell us what you think in the forums. Uh, let's see, we have a re- impression of Mugen Soul Z. That's the new game from Compile Heart, published by Idea Factory. It's a follow-up to Mugen Soul's. And I don't know. What's we going have on an this. impression, I think, because we're not going to get a review. Oh, really? Okay. I seem to. Is that the one? That, I might be thinking of a different game, but I think that's the one. Mugen Soul Z's feels comparable to participating in a game mechanic orgy where all the participants are blind. I don't know what that means, but I want to go ponder that for a while. <laughs> uh, wow. Is this the one that's a sequel to the game with the witch that turned... No, it's not. That that was... I don't know. I actually don't know what game you're referring to when you say that. Oh, there's the one where like the witch turns her mother into a, a mouse to get raped that's by... That's the witch in the Hundred Nights. Okay. I don't know. That was weird. Is that... A, okay, is that a, an Idea Factory Compile Heart game or whatever? I... I can't keep all these game companies straight. They make weird stuff. <laughs> <sighs> Victor Ireland has an interview on our site. Speaking of weird stuff, oh, I don't know if I'm speaking of weird stuff or not. Sp- um, let's see. Oh, hey, it's Gaijin Works. The people that made uh, um, the Woe Dave people changed their name. No, different. No, those were Gaijin, Gaijin Works? Games. Yeah, that was Gaijin Games that yeah. changed their names. But this that's is why. Gaijin Works. This is Gaijin Works. This yeah, is why Gaijin like Games changed their game. Game companies with the name Gaijin in it now. So now they're um, creative provisions or something? Uh, choice provisions. Choice provisions. Totally choice. Totally choice. Is okay. there like Twitter and stuff? All right, cool. At totally choice. <sighs> oh, which is NIS. Okay, thank you, Funimon. So he cleared it up. That's not Compile Heart, the witch game. I, I can't keep them straight. So go play uh, Mugen Soul Z's and tell us what you think of it. Go read this review with Victor Ireland from Gaijin Works. He's talking about Class interview, of Heroes 2. not review. It's an interview. It's you a rev- said review. Yeah, we're reviewing Victor Ireland, all right? It's time to put a score on him. <laughs> we're going to do it. And you can tell us what you think in the forums. Uh, you can leave your feedback for the show through three different ways. First off, you can podcast at rpgamer.com. Use that email address. We're actually checking it now. Woo! That's send You can send in a segment to there. the show. Yeah. Additionally, you can call us, 608 is the phone number. Give us a call and tell us what you think right there on the phone. We'll play it on the show. Additionally, you can go to our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Um, in the latest updates section, and you can go and check that out. 
Uh, and then finally, I have some new releases for you. Because it just went up while the show was recording. We've been taking so long. Uh, this week, PlayStation 4. Oh, wait, do I have to cover last week's too? Yeah, I guess I got to do both. All right, so let's see if we can combine these. <clears throat> so last week, what we missed was telling you that on PlayStation 4, Citizens of Earth was coming out, Ironclad Tactics, Motorcycle Club, Resident Evil, Saints Row 4 Re-Elected, and Splice. This week on PlayStation 4, Dying Light and Grim Fandango Remastered is finally out. And that's a cross-buy title for only 15 bucks. All right. Last week on PlayStation 3, Best of Arcade Games, Motorcycle Club, Saints Row, Gat Out of Hell, I, what? Splice, which, you know, cross-buy with the PS4 version. Last week on PS3, nothing. Okay. Or next week, this week on PS3 is nothing. Last week on 360, just the Saints Row, Gat Out of Hell. This week on 360... Nothing listed. All right. Uh, this last week on Wii U, Citizens of Earth, Electronic Super Joy, Groove City, Family Tennis SP. That was only $5. Eshop game. Street Fighter 2010, The Final Fight for $5. And U Wordsmith for, on the Eshop for $2. This week on the Wii U, we've got Punch Out, Eshop, $9.99 promotional price. And there's a bunch of sales as well. So you can go check that out. Last week on the 3DS, they had 3D Afterburner 2. The Best of Mahjong, Lufia, The Legend Returns, Quel Memento, or is it Kel Memento? I don't know. Soccer Up Online, Spacelift Danger Panic, and WRC, official game of the FIA World Rally, Ch- World Rally Championship. This week on the 3DS, you get nothing, <laughs> apparently. Not according to this article. Um, PS Vita, Best of Arcade Games and Citizens of Earth came out last week. This week, Grim Fandango Remastered, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 Sisters Generation, and Nile Umbra for the PSN. And then we have the PC. Last week on the PC, you got Blackguards 2. You got Chronicles of the Dark Lord Episode 2, War of the Abyss. Citizens of Earth, Combat Monsters, Double Dragon Trilogy, Echoes Plus, Ghost Scurry, Honey Pop, which we talked about earlier. Resident Evil. Saints Row. Get Out of Hell. Soccer to Angels. Tengami, which is a port of a mobile game, which you can get for less money. Tales of Aravorn. Seasons of the Wolf. And X-Note. Is that a game or is that like a productivity software? All right. This week on Steam, you get 868 Hack. I wonder what happens if you call that number. Among Ripples. Decisive Campaigns, The Blitzkrieg from Warsaw to Paris, Dying Light, Gear Up, Ghost Pirates of Vuju Island, Gravity Ghost, Grim Fandango Remastered, Grey Goo, which is a real-time strategy game. I know because I watched a quick look of it on Giant Bomb yesterday. Guild Commander, Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds, Super Galaxy Squadron, Venetica Gold Edition and Without Within. That's your new releases for the week. I ask you, Alice Wilkinson, what will you be playing this week? Uh, probably Final Fantasy XIV and Eve. Look, that's a good answer. All right. Anna Marie Privateer, <laughs> what will you be playing this week? Um, Honey Pop? Honey Pop? Is that it? Some Vita games? Probably Final Fantasy Tactics on iPad. And then maybe I will wrest the Vita away from you. I plan to continue playing some Mario games and probably Disgaea 3. Hopefully I can put that away this week. 
Apparently, Guild Wars 2 is also on sale. Woohoo! Is that the expansion or something? Or just it's on sale on sale? Yeah, it's on sale. It's okay, on sale. okay. Good for Guild Wars 2. With that, we're going to end our podcast. Thanks, everybody, for watching again. Send in your feedback. That's how we make the show yours. Tell us what you like about the show, what you want to hear better or done differently in the show. And, of course, send us your fe- thing, bleh, feelings of what you're thinking about and what games of 2015 you are looking forward to because we want those in here. Um, oh, and my homework for the week, Anna, is to arrange the Game of the Year podcast. Yes. Yes. All right. With that, I leave you. We uh, will catch up with you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye now.